0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. The Top Sport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, no matter the result. Unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery.
1: The Wednesday week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe, the perfect place for a pre-match pint. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. Uh, I'm James. Now, we've got no Lord Hillsborough tonight. He's not around. Uh, but Dickie Owl, no, he's not around either. Uh, Vic, uh, no, she's not around. Eddie, I, I'm not even sure I remember who he is. He's not here either. But I tell you what, we have got Dan Fudge.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, dabs, 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 dabs. Scrap, pam, Uh various urban noises what about that
1: go. all right. very good now, you uh, this this is i mean this is kind of you know geeky podcast talk but you've got a new microphone and you sound good i sound
0: sexy don't i i sound sexy. yeah
1: i'm impressed i'm impressed yeah um so um th- i think is this your uh, first appearance of the season i think it's my second i think
0: i did the pre-season one and then that's me being out new jobs and all that
1: you're a bit like Alman Abdi, aren't you?
0: I am literally just like Alman Abdi. I come in for a little bit of a wave, I go, All right, kids, still here. I'm not I'm not that think- crap and then uh, then it goes again.
1: We could call you Almond Fudge, but that does sound like some kind of like you know, special treat for children or something. Sounds like if, a breakfast. If you're today, I'm gonna let you have an Almond fudge. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like something Hey-ho. that your nan will let you have. <laughs> um, so right let's talk about some football uh, two games for us to reflect on and um, do you know a week ago sat here and said two games coming up Forest at home Brentford at home all that really matters is that we get six points however performance would be nice as well well I'll tell you what Forest particularly well, we got both, didn't we? Three points against Forest, yeah. and a damn good performance to boot. Did, um, did did you see much of the game? I did. I've been watching. Uh, I've been watching all the games on uh, on I Follow,
0: which is an absolute disgrace of a, of of, of, a, of an outlet. But uh, you know, it gives us it gives us uh, expats an opportunity to uh, to carry on with what's going off. But um, but I, I was genuinely really happy with the performance, and uh, I don't know if you guys have covered it before, but the uh, have you ever heard of the Ewing theory?
1: Did the you, Ewing theory. The
0: Ewing theory. There was a, a people who played NBA Jam back in the day will remember a player for uh, for the for New York called Patrick Ewing, and uh, there was a theory that uh, when Ewing wasn't there, with, you know, with the exception of him being an absolute world class player, with him not being there, New York and uh, and the other team he played for, uh, I can't remember it was. He was. They were better without him. Even though he was a world class player, does that make sense? Right. Yeah. So without Forestieri, and you know, <laughs> and it could be said without Hutch as well to some extent, are we victims of the Ewing theory? What do you reckon?
1: Um, so you're suggesting that we actually play better without some of the players that we think are, are pivotal? Yes. Um. I mean, it's it's not that long ago, is it, that during the summer we did our our two man podcast where we both kind of said that (laughs) maybe it's time for Forestieri to move on, on. maybe maybe we would actually be a better team without him. And I know you know there'll be people that disagree uh, venomously with that and that will insist that he's our best player and therefore you know if he's fit he should be uh, he should be playing. But it did the Forest game felt like. For the first time, we uh, realised the sum mass of the talent that we have within our team. It felt like everyone performed and it was a team performance. There were no individuals that really stood out. I mean, yeah, you know, Reach had a good game, Bannon had a good game, Fletcher had a good game, Hooper had a good game, Juice had a good game. Uh, although we subsequently learned that's not how you pronounce his name, which is a bit of a gutter, really. Uh, so sorry, J- Joust had a, a good game. Uh, so it's just, isn't it? That, Joust. Joust, Joust, had Joust
0: it, yeah. yeah, Joust was a, a game I used to have for the Atari 2600 back in 1987. <laughs> you fly, flew around on yeah. Griffins playing tennis or something.
1: There we go. On-brand reference right there. <laughs> um, so, you know, there were individuals that, that, that did kind of, you know, particularly play well, but but the whole team played well together. And, uh, you know, when Forrest equalised, it was a bit gutting because, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd played well. It's not to say that Forrest played yeah, terribly. I thought that they were all right, uh, but you know, when Forest equalised, rather than heads going down, you know, we kept going and we qu- kept working and we kept doing what we've been doing all game long, and we got exactly what we deserved. We got, you know, a, 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 in the end, you would you would class it as being a fairly comfortable win. You know, we certainly deserved it, but I mean, in terms of performance, it was it was spot on, really, and and everyone worked really hard for each other. So, um, to to kind of work that back to your question, um. If if now we've maybe found uh, an 11 that do all work well together and there's no one of them that particularly shines above anyone else and they work hard for each other, that's got to be a good thing, hasn't it?
0: Well, definitely. I mean, uh, the biggest question I threw out, I mean, a lot of people, and and this will have been discussed across pubs across South Yorkshire for, for the last week, maybe even last few months about Forestieri, my, my biggest concern is, and I know I've not been his biggest fan since we've signed him because I find him an average player, but Dave Jones sat in that midfield very well against um, Brentford and, um, and he's done very well. Now, obviously, we've, uh, we've had the return of Kieran Lee, which is, well, for, for me, the, the best thing that, that's happened to Sheffield Wednesday in, in, in recent times. Um, where does Hutch come in to that team As it's playing right now, is there an element of the Ewing theory in that? Or what could now be called the Forestieri theory?
1: Yeah, it's, that's a really interesting question. I've actually been in kind of two or three separate um, kind of ongoing threads on Twitter today, kind of talking about this very subject because we know that Hutch is getting close to fitness again. Uh, and I think it was Lord H actually that, that, that put the question on um, Twitter. It's shame he's not here to kind of talk about the replies that he got. But, uh, he'll you know, probably he drop of,
0: in George Erst with it as well, though you know what he's like. Yeah.
1: Oh, probably. Um, but yeah, I mean, he asked the question of uh, as and when Hutch is fit, does he come back into the team or has... Dave Jones been performing well enough to keep him out. Now Dave Jones is one of those players and 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 you know we've we've had a few of these players over the years that really divides opinion. Um, I've got a lot of time for him. I think he does a very solid job. I think he does. Um, he's one of those players that does a, a lot of the messy stuff without really getting noticed. Um, his positioning is pretty good. He he, he breaks up play pretty well. Uh, but, you know, he, he's got that potential to maybe turn backwards and, and play a negative ball. Um, and, you know, he's got the odd little slip in him, the odd little mistake in him. But... Uh, and that means that there's an element of the crowd, and the guys that sit behind me on the North Stand are prime examples of this, who think he's absolute bobbins, that think he's the, one of the worst signings that we've ever made. Uh, and as they put it, when they were talking, I think they were talking about whether or not um, they, would, they would bring Hutchin if he was back, they'd say, well, I'd rather play no one than play Dave Jones. That's how bad That's they just- think he is. Ridiculous. Which is ridiculous, actually. <laughs> uh, and I did, I did start quite loudly ridiculing stuff that they were saying. I don't know whether they heard it or not, but that's by <laughs> Did, by the did by. you scoff in um, a very middle class way? I did. And every time David Jones did something good, I was like, bravo, David Jones. Great game. Great game, David Jones. Well done. Well done. Uh, yes, and they, sure. I think they, they, just, they just ignored me there. Uh, but I, I think he's been having a real solid time. The thing is, at the moment, we're playing well and we're winning games. And uh, and on, on Tuesday night, me and my mate were in the pub quite early and we were talking about what the team should be. And we were like, well, look, you know, that, that old, even though Carlos isn't the kind of person that has a fixed, you know, his ideal 11, he's never going to be that kind of, of coach. But don't change a winning team. If it's it's ain't a very fun. old theory in football but it's true you know if you've just turned in a really good performance against Forrest and you 've won the game and you 've won the game pretty well, is there any real reason to change it and, and We thought you know maybe what he might change is take Kieran Lee out because he's only just come back in and whether or not he's going to be capable of playing three games inside seven days? um would you rather keep him so he 's fit against Cardiff than play him against Brentford and as it was he 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 did exactly the right thing and and kept exactly the same team let's worry about Cardiff when we get to Cardiff. Tuesday night was about going out and getting the three points against Brentford. And he did the right thing. He kept the same team. And um, you know, as and when Hutch comes back in, I'm not sure there's any reason right now as to why David Jones should go out of the team because he's performing well enough and he's contributing to a team that's that's winning. And it is it's a team game, this it's a team game. And and yeah, David Jones might do the odd thing that 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 isn't perfect, but he is part of this machine that is eleven people. Uh, and they are winning games right now. And right now, you'd have to be very certain about something to want to change that. You'd have to be absolutely certain that it's the right thing to do to take someone out and put someone else in. You'd have to really justify it to yourself, I think. If I was Carlos, I'd have to think long and hard. If I was thinking, actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take Kieran Lee out and um, and play uh, Butterfield, then I'd have to really convince myself that that was the right thing to do. Because there is no reason to change that team right now. It's it's, it's winning games, and it's winning games well. Let's not forget either
0: that, the forest. I mean, to go <laughs> to the initial point about Nottingham Forest is that they. I, I thought they'd started great. I, I was actually concerned about this game. I uh, it could have gone yeah, either yeah. way for me, and they did have more of the ball than we did. But for some reason, we were raining a lot more shots in. Now, was that down to Lee in midfield, or was that down to you know just the, the way we'd got the wings right? Uh, you know that that sort of thing. It whatever it was, it just went well. Everything everything dropped into into where it should have done. Uh, for me, I think that uh, the partnership with Hooper and Fletcher really is working out. I think that Ross Wallace is one of the most unsung heroes we've got in the squad. Because we'd signed Boyd, I think everybody kind of forgot about Ross. And um, and I think he's brilliant. I, I think he adds something that a, a winger does to the team, uh, does for a team. I think he does it very well. And, and like I touched on, uh, Hooper and Fletcher moving around for each other is an absolute... Joy to watch, especially when they've got Kieran Lee behind them. um For me, I think it—you it, know—it's mouth-watering sometimes the way Lee and Hooper specifically, the way they drag and move and and draw players out without even, you know, just by doing something really clever. I—I I, I think you can't teach that. I think that's instinct that 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 you uh, that you learn as a kid and, and, and something like that. However, as it stands now, Forrest who were, uh, let's say a a. Um, a threat to uh, to us breaking into the playoffs if that's what we were settling for. I don't think it is. But let's say it was further on in the season, I think that could be a really, really valuable three points given the way Forest started. But as a result now, they've lost three in their last four. So uh soz trees were smashing them up.
1: Well it's it's um I, I found it dead interesting because obviously Forest were you know, I don't, I don't look at league tables before Christmas, but I was told by several people that Forest were in the top six as we went into that game. Um, and, that you know, they'd made a particularly strong start to the season. And And they did look all right. You know, they looked pretty decent. There were times where I um, was a bit worried because, you know, particularly on, on the counter-attack, you know, they moved really fast. They, they, they got the ball from one end of the pitch to the other at some speed. Um, and I think they did cause us some problems. I think this is where we bring ourselves on to... Um, our our back four and the way that they played, uh, and particularly the way you know we we've got to mention Van Aken and the way that you know he played for his debut on TV in front of a decent attendance at, at, at Hillsborough. Um, what an introduction to Championship football! How accomplished does yep. this guy look? Not just in terms of his defending, but when he's on the ball and also his distribution—the way that he can pick out a pass. I mean, it's absolutely, he he was superb. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. And the thing is that, you know, Forrest came at us and actually was I concerned that they were going to score every time they came forward? No, because after a while I started to realise that centre-back pairing, that's going to work. Tom Lees and and, and Van Aken, that's going to work. Um, And as time went on, I I realised that, you know, we look like we used to do at the back. We looked solid at the back. We, you know, one 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 kind of you know daft bit of defending uh during the first half that that, that cost us uh a, a goal. And it was actually a decent move from 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 Forrest. It was a bit of lucky really that Van Aken just went in a little bit too early. Um and you know, it results in a in a goal. It was no one's fault. Uh but other than that I thought we looked pretty uh pretty solid and, and pretty good and um that's 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 brilliant. You know, I think that's the first time this season that I've actually felt quite confident defensively that we look sound.
0: Didn't we discuss this at length a few times last season and probably the season before the amount of teams that come at us and play their game when they, when teams sit and defend, we struggle unpicking them. But when teams come and play their own game and do what they do, we smash them. Like it's happened before us now they, they didn't come and sit, did they? They didn't come to go. We'll just frustrate them. Norwich last year, uh, Fulham always play their game and we end up, being able to weather it well and and we're able to break a, a lot very quickly um it may, maybe it's got an element of that because tactically I don't believe we've actually changed very much from last year I find Carlos very um I think arrogant is the word it's like you know this is this is the way we play this is how we're gonna do it deal with it There I, I very I don't believe there's a plan B for us to go to now plan a or the plan <laughs> as, as it is because I don't think there's a B is that it's to play the very patient build up, patient start, and this is the way we do it. Um, and it very much depends on how the other teams set up whether we're successful or not.
1: Would you agree with that? Or possibly, I, I think I'm, I'm going to give Carlos some credit here because um, I think that this season's the first time that we've played with kind of the diamond midfield. Um, we only seem to do it at home, um, but you know that's that's two games now that we've that we've kind of gone down that, 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 oh, maybe three games now where we've gone down the route of, of playing that diamond formation. And it seems to really suit us and seems to really work. And it was interesting. Um a few minutes ago, you were talking about, you know, was it Kieran Lee coming back in that, that made the difference? And I think it is, and that's not just because of Kieran Lee doing what Kieran Lee does, but it's because Kieran Lee doing what he does allows Bannon to do what he does better than he does playing alongside someone else, which allows David Jones to do what he does better, and then when David Jones does what he does better, that allows Bannon to do what he does even better than you can do it when he's got Kieran Lee next to him. Um, And, you know, Wallace then also on, on that side, who I thought links up really well with Jack Hunt, probably in both games, to be fair, this, this week, that they, they've, they've played really well together. And I, I am guilty of being one of those people that's just wondered whether or not Wallace has pretty much kind of gone now, because I think that he'd had three or four games where he'd been bang average leading up to uh, this week. But, you know, he, he he was another one that really shone. And it was the combination I think that, that's been correct this week. And 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 part of that is getting the formation right. And it's a small tweak, but playing a, a diamond midfield rather than playing a, a relatively flat midfield has, has been what, what's made the uh, the difference. And you know, Carlos is very much a four four two manager and we know that, but there's still kind of quirks and, and little tweaks within a four four two formation that really can make the difference and I think he's he's got it right this week. He's got it right what about uh we we've, we've sort of crossed across a, a, a two games there haven't we but yeah. thinking specifically then about the brentford game because this was a different game of football and i, I to be honest Going into the week, I've would said Forest will be the more difficult game. Yeah. Now I've got obviously I've got quite a few mates that are Brentford fans from from going down there and um, and being involved in their podcast a little bit and stuff like that. Particularly Billy, who I think is known to quite a few Wednesday fans. Uh, he was on the, uh, the football football on five last week. Anyone that that saw that will have seen him giving his reaction after the uh, Brentford game, um, and he's he said and he actually um, showed me a he, he sent me a. Uh, like a a table uh, that is that Brentford are the team that have had the most shots in the championship this season. But I think they've actually scored like the lowest number of goals or there or thereabouts. So the misfiring,
0: as it were, they're,
1: they're misfiring. Well, they've had quite a few on target. I think actually what's happening is that they're just suffering at the moment from extremely bad luck. And first half against Brentford, we really saw that. And I was actually, from being quite confident a few days before, I got more and more worried the closer we got to that game because. The more I heard from, 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 from Billy and, and his mates about just how well they'd been playing and how unlucky they'd been. You know, they played Villa off the park at the weekend and lost the game. Um, and I just started to wonder whether or not, a bit like last season when Brentford came here and, and did us over when we expected to win that, that game. And it was a hard defeat to, to take. And um, I just wondered whether or not ooh, this has got kind of banana skin written all over it. And particularly first half, I thought that Brentford really came at us and we we struggled a bit first half i think that, that defensively we didn't really know what to do to contain them uh we sort of did to an extent i mean they they obviously did they scored a goal but it wasn't the cleanest goal in the world um there's certainly i don't think any fingers pointed at, at at kieran westwood i actually think he had a decent shout in terms of the offside <laughs> thing about the player that was was yeah. blocking his view um but you know, it, it it was it was given as a goal. No one's gonna blame Kieran Westwood for uh for, for, for that, and that's fair enough. Um but, you know, other than that, I, I, I kind of thought that we weathered the storm to a decent extent. But every time Bretford came forward, I thought they could score here. They could score here.
0: Yeah, to some extent, I agree with their manager's comments. <laughs> I think he said something along the lines of, we should have walked off this pitch 3 and up in the first half and we were a little unlucky, yada, yada. yada. Now, I know that that's, to some extent, hyperbole as far as the opposition manager's going to, going to sound. But I think that, um, I think that, yeah... They, they had a few more chances than we did. I think they were, it pains me to say the better team in the first half, but that, but the, it's the age, age old adage, isn't it? You know, scoring just on the cusp, just before half time can change the world. And it did for us. It, it gives, it gave us that boost and it gave, it changed Carlos's half time talk. It certainly changed Air Gaffers' half time talk. And, uh, we were a different team coming out. But once again, though, were we a victim of, Playing our belligerent what boring tactic I, I same old same old, I'm making it sound like a negative thing, but where we're slow build up once again, and then we go into and then we go into a different team in the second half for me personally, I don't feel that the um that that way of playing is sustainable. I'd love to go into half time tune it up and be able to take the pressure off, but we seem to invite the pressure onto ourselves. And then if they don't score, brilliant, then we'll beat them in the second half. But (laughs) can't we do that in the first 10 minutes? And then then Lord H is not going to sell out a squeaky bum cream by the end of it.
1: I think the thing against Brentford was that... um, I I mean, I don't think that we played terrible in the first half at all. I actually thought that we played all right. Brentford were just better. Yeah, they were. It was as simple as that. And I think if we'd have gone all out attack in the first half, I think that... um, they, uh, talking to Billy before the game, he he said to me, the way that you guys play suits us. We like teams that come at you. So they're exactly the same as us. So we we play well as a team that that, that attacks from the go. He says that that suits them as well, because on the counter-attack, they're fast and they will rip a defence in half. So I think if we'd have gone all-out attack from the start, maybe we would have ended up 3-0 down. Maybe. Yet we might have been 2-0 up but we could well have been 3-0 down. And as it stood, you know, we, it looked like we were going to go in at halftime 1-0 down, which wouldn't have been the end of the world. We got, I'll say a bit of luck, actually. You know, it was, it was, it was decent build-up play. Uh, it was a great ball through to uh, Hooper from, was it Bannon? I can't remember. Uh, but it was a great ball through to uh, Hooper. Uh, and, you know, we got that little bit, of, a little bit of luck. It was one of the messiest goals I've ever seen. I, just, I, mean, it I off, don't understand the what posted, the defender the was doing. Head. Uh, <laughs> and I was actually, I was, I was halfway down the stairway to, to go down to uh, to, to have a, a a half-time wee before the, uh, the rush because I'd concluded it was going to be 1-0 at half-time and that was that I couldn't see a goal coming from anywhere for us um, so um, I did a, a little dance in the gangway which was uh, good got a bit, a bit of room around me to do a little dance when uh, you know someone's got a scored. video of that and somewhere was- James Probably have, probably have. It was brilliant, you know, it was um, one one of those kind of goals that we tend not to score that much, which was, it was a bit of a scrappy one. It was one of those that, you know, it hits his head, comes off his arse, hits the post, off the crossbar, comes, you know, back off a blade of grass in the right direction and Hooper sticks it in the back of the net. Maybe not quite to that extent. I'm pretty sure that's what happened.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that.
1: Something like that. Um, And you're right, you know, that that did change the game and I think for that, their heads went down after that. Um, And for for us, it allowed us to go in at half-time. It allowed... Um, I was going to say Carlos to give the right half-time team talk because he's not allowed because he was um, suspended, wasn't he? So it allowed Bully to give um, (laughs) probably a different team talk to what he'd got got planned. I can imagine it being a
0: a bit more colourful with Bully doing it, to be fair.
1: Yeah, probably. I wonder whether or not Carlos wheels out Bullen to do the halftime tea talk sometimes when, when he thinks they need a bit of a rollicking, because I can't see Carlos being that kind of manager. Um, I think that Bullen's kind of, you know, he's his, he's his hard man, isn't he? He's his kind of like enforcer. So he'll say before, right, Bullen, you're doing it this time. You you rip them to bits and you imagine him with that strong Scottish twang. Um, you wouldn't want to be in the receiving end of that, I don't think. Can <laughs>
0: can imagine um, a few people struggling but, to hear yeah, what he said.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it would have been a different team talk to to what he was probably thinking it was going to be, because I think it became then a genuine kind of right. You've been doing the right things, um, keep doing them, and let's just push that little bit harder in the second half. You know, Let's take that odd little risk um, and let's get that second goal. And it it worked. It really worked. I think that Brentford looked a, a bit flatter in the second half. I think that goal probably took the stuffing out of them a bit and they struggled to pick themselves up and that's a problem for them. And I think as much as they've have been unlucky this season so far, that's something they've got to go away and, and figure out how they get round because you know, going 1-1 at half time, you may as well be going in nil-nil at half time. Um and you know, you should still be able to respond to that. And in actual fact it was us that that responded right in the second half and then that that the didn't. And um, you know, we we got that second goal. Um Credit, I, th- I think, for that second goal to Jordan Rhodes, I thought his header back across goal yes. was was top notch, uh, and yep. what looked like you know an attack that had broken down ended up with a goal that I thought Wallace took really well. Uh, and second half, I thought you know generally speaking, it was it was pretty much spot on, uh, despite the referee having some weird determination to continue playing injury time until Brentford managed to uh, score. You know, it was Fergie time reborn. It's uh, it's Bees time now. It's uh, <laughs> Griffin time or something we're going to call it, uh, and. If you know, if that shot that came off the bar in the last minute—if that had gone in—and by the way, I, I don't know whether it, it looked like that watching it on uh, iFollow, but in real time in the stadium, that ball took about ten minutes to come down and lap the <laughs> bar. It took forever. It just hung in the air forever and all, all, there was time for you to turn to your mate and say, oh, "That's that's going to go in, isn't it?" Gonna I think it's going to go in. Do you, you want to be a, oh, we oh, Are camp? we going to stay to watch <laughs> this, or should we just go now? Because everyone's going to rush out as soon as it has Oh, it's at the bar. Yeah, um, you know, it was uh, it was a stressful um, ending. Uh, just a word as well. You know, I, I hear that the the Brentford guy that, that had the head injuries doing fine. I think he actually you know he walks out of the stadium. There were yes. there were no problems there, which was which was good. And and, and no one likes to see that. And, and fair play to the Wednesday fans for their for their patience. You know, when it was absolutely throwing it down. By that point, and we actually we moved down to the front of the north stand for the last couple of minutes, so we could make a quick getaway afterwards. Uh, and the rim was at the angle whereby you got absolutely piss wet through at the front of the north stand. But everyone everyone stayed and um, and clapped them off, which was um, brilliant. And. You know what? I mean, it's like, like you said, the Forest game could be a big three points. I think that Brentford game is a really big three points because that's a game on another day where, where we, yeah, we don't, or, bits. you know, that, that one goes in in the last minute and we end up taking away a point. You know, we, we, we said, I'll t- take it back right to the start of this. I said a week ago, six points and two good performances and we got them.
0: I mean, we are seven games in now of a, You know, if you ask the Wednesday fans, it's a stuttered start, it's a mess, it's falling to bits, but it's our our best start in three years. But do I think it should have been better? Yes. I'm concerned that Sheffield United have beat the teams that we can't seem to have beaten. Yes. But if you look at um, the bottom three, Brentford have got sucked right into there. And that seven games isn't a horrific amount of time to look at the league or just have a glance at it, don't get me wrong. But they they have only got 3 points and i think it's going to be a long season for them given the the quality that that, that that's above them and uh, bolton well they're just they're just going to have a nightmare of a season but i ju- i i can't move on away from brentford now you know james that i'm a fan of the silly and the uh, and the ridiculous uh, but i've just you've, you've it, have you taken a look at brentford's uh, lineup brentford's players their names you've got shaibu joseph Zun. Uh, you've got Josh McCracken, who and I see he's still still alive. But my favourite <laughs> is um, well, there's two here. There's chat Sithradidas, and uh, and uh, there's one there called Bellend, uh, whose uh, initial is A Bellend, which uh, which I quite enjoyed as well. Uh, I can't move away mm-hmm. from that. that. That's me done. Put the adverts Quality. in.
1: Whether you're celebrating a birthday, a wedding, or anniversary. Maybe you've passed your driving test or you've landed a new job. Well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catch Bar Lane overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call 07989 856 054 or 114 232 6121. Um, the um, we, we've we got to cover the really important stuff about these, these two games. Okay. Um, so this is, forget about all that football nonsense, right? Important stuff. There's a positive and there's a negative here. Okay. Positive, positive beer. We have beer yes. and boy, do we have beer. We have beer yes. in style. We now have uh, Thornbridge, who've actually, I believe, made a new pale ale, uh, which is uh, the Wednesday pale ale. Uh, there's, there's also a session IPA called The Owls, which I've not managed to find yet anywhere at Hillsborough. Uh, I'm guessing that one's going to follow soon. Uh, and there's also another bit. It's also called The Owls, confusingly, which is um, a, a bitter, which I did have a, a pint of because they'd run out of the pale ale at halftime against uh, Forest. Both very, very, very nice. Also, a nice touch as well that we are rebadging these beers for every away team this season. Or we did for Forest. I don't know if we did for Brentford because, I mean, they didn't bring many with them. I'm not sure whether or not it was worth the cost. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I thought real nice touch that we called it. I think it was um, something like the Cluffy. Pale ale and, nice. and, and the 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 forest bitter, forest bitter or something. Um, so I thought that, you know, real nice touch and I always think when you go to away grounds and you know, it's all gimmicky, isn't it? But like when you go to Brighton and they've got the oh, signs up saying thank yeah. you for making the you know three hundred odd mile trip or whatever it is. Which actually last season they did at Rotherham which kind of lost effect when it was thank <laughs> you for making the, the four mile trip to, um,
0: to <laughs> Yeah, it uh, sounds yeah. like they're taking the Mickey, doesn't it? It yeah, sounds like they're taking
1: the it Mickey. But I just what think what the should should nice be- the nice little touches aren't they too um, you know, I worry sometimes whether or not we really give away fans value for the high amount of money that we expect Especially we're sitting in the end
0: in which we sit them.
1: E- exactly, yeah. So just a nice little touch. So um, fair play to the club for that. So that's the positive.
0: What's the negative? In fact, just, uh, just on
1: your positive there, All right.
0: Do, do you reckon, I mean, Vic's normally very good at this when it comes to badgering people. I've seen her having a go on Virgin Media uh, on Twitter. I mean, it's impressive, nonetheless. Do you reckon we could get a beer... And they could badge it as the Wednesday week and stick our logo on. what do you reckon? Do you reckon we could manage that if we start a twitter campaign now
1: to to do that do you, i I tell you what i mean i i i i can I can probably find a pub that will do it for us yeah um but whether or not the club will do it, i don't know I mean. I think, I, I'm not going to be greedy, right? After having to drink, I had to drink Amstel at the Sunderland game, right? Oh, boo on you. I know there'll be, there'll be people that think that Amstel's a nice lager. And to be fair, of the lager options that are out there, uh, Amstel's not, the not a bad choice. But for, how, how, how would you put it, a craft beer wanker such as myself, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was an unpleasant experience, especially at four quid a flipping pint. <laughs> so... Um, the fact that we now have a very nice pale ale, which costs less than Amstel, for the record, um, is, is brilliant. So I'm not going to be greedy, you know, as long as they can call it whatever if they want. They can just call it like, you know, um, shit piss and I'll, I'll, I'll drink it because it's not. <laughs> so um, I, am, I am a happy bunny on that spot. But but there is a negative. There is a negative.
0: Go, go. I'm, um, I'm intrigued as so a that- negative.
1: I sit on row 18 of the North Stand, all right? So I'm not particularly far back on the North Stand. Right. And they've they've changed the font on the scoreboard, right? Ooh. So it's a bit like, imagine you've gone from, you know, your standard aerial. Yep. They've gone from standard aerial to aerial narrow. Ooh. And I can't read a single word <laughs> on that board. Yeah, so when the, you were telling me the, the name pixels, of the blue bridge, your hand... You know what but, I mean? Yeah, it's it's the biggest scoreboard in the world <laughs> and they're using the smallest font that's ever been known to man. It's like it's so squashed up. So when you were talking about the names of the Brentford players, I, I didn't know any of them because I couldn't see them. I
0: bet it just looked and, like a, a car crash, you know, like the, the noise a car crash makes. I bet it just looked like that in a list. Like, uh, switch switch Josh McCracken.
1: Absolutely. Ab- abs- I couldn't even make out the, the names of our own players. You know, I kind of guessed by the length. That one's quite short. Oh, that must be Kieran Lee. You know, it's, <laughs> it is it is absolutely ridiculous. I've seen so many threads on, um, on Twitter, people on the cop, you know, if I can't see it on row 18 of the North stand, what chance have people got on the cop? I saw, you know, a- and, I and, saw Vic people say that they, it- Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he seems, I happy. It seems there are quite a few people that are mentioning this, so um, you know I'm I'm hoping that somewhere someone is is taking notice of this, and you know if anyone I don't know whether or not anyone at the club bothers listening to this you know crappy podcast or not, uh, but if they do, please please give us our old font back because that was I was even, I was even. I was even wearing my glasses, and I could not see. <laughs> ten years a- ago, ten years ago, it was give us the shares back, and ten years later,
0: give us the font yeah. back. Give us a bloody font yeah. back. Get the Balty pies back. I love it.
1: I love it. It comes to something that you know. I, I could make out the old scoreboard better than I can the font on the <laughs> new one, and that's with all the dead pixels that were on the oh, uh, it was painful, uh, old one. Wasn't it? It was, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm hoping. I, I'm not. I, I'm not sure whose decision that was, but someone somewhere has not thought that through because she couldn't read a, a word of it. Actually, so I, that's 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 the that's the real news for those that, two. That, games.
0: that is what people are talking about. I tell you what, actually, it's weird you saying that. Um, you know, somebody at the club might be listening to this podcast. It might well be, you know, James, because I am one of the 1,057 people that Sheffield Wednesday follow on Twitter. So, essentially, what I've had to do is keep the whinging down to a minimum. Because I don't, I don't want the club reading it. Is, what,
1: you, know. you know? That's that's interesting because I'm I'm also one of the oh, yeah. one thousand and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it's definitely like, listening to like, this, mate. Of of all the many and varied followers, like having Sheffield Wednesday follow me was like probably my proudest moment. No, my probably uh, followers been after this though now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what have bewitched? Which yeah. which one? Uh, I don't know why I'm asking that because I don't know any of them. Are. One
0: of the the just, just twins in there. And um, one of them's got a bit of a scar across the nose. It's uh, Adele. Adele. Um, can't remember the bloody name now. Was, was she the double denim one? They were all the double denim one. All the denim. Given Lee Peacock's outfit to uh, to Wembley when we went, that was. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was auditioning to replace one of them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, okay. Right. Anything else then on uh, on Forest or? Brentford. No, nope. we've we've covered everything there. I, th-
0: I think we've covered that. Apart from Forrest getting a red version of our kit from last season, and, and you know, that, that's all I had. I didn't even have any banter on that one. That, that that's just a, you know g- general crap Where? observation.
1: I'm not sure we're in much of a position to be, uh, making comments on other clubs. <laughs> I
0: tell you what, it's, it's been, it's been it's absolutely billion. chewing me up not being able to do these last few podcasts because, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of the, I, you know, I'm a kit geek and I like my bits of the club to, to bring down here and show off. And you know what I mean? I've got a job now where I don't have to wear, I can wear what I want. So if I wanted to wear a Sheffield Wednesday lanyard on my keys or, you know, some sweatbands designed for four year olds or, or even a, a, what the kids call them now, a snap back. You know what I mean? I could wear that, I, but I can't because there's none for sale. I mean, you know, the club shop itself looks like the first 20 minutes of Saving Private Ryan right now, and and I can't, you know what I mean? There's no to buy. I don't want an £850 print. I want, you know, I want some tat. I want some utter shite. I mean, I went to Borussia Dortmund in the Champions League last season. They had a toaster that put the logo right on a piece of toast for you. That's the sort of shit I want to look at.
1: ha. <laughs> Bring back uh, uh, it'll, Corinthian it'll All-Stars. It'll all follow. You know, I wondered whether or not that you, you wanted to have a bit of a rant about the um, about the shirt or lack of yeah. shirt. Uh, but I, it was actually just a general moan about the uh, the shop.
0: Just general tat. Just tat in general. Right, the shirt. My concern about the shirt is that they announced at the steering group at the end of um, January, having had all the meetings prior, so they've probably been talking about this for three or four months, uh, having, you know, they said in January... January, James. We are going to bring the kit in-house. Now, by then, they would have already had quotes from people. Then it wasn't until May did they actually ring up and go, yes, can you please make our kit, please, Mr. Kit, make a man. And they've gone, that was five months ago. I thought you'd bugger off. No, no, it's going to cost you this now because you need it turning around in three months instead of the ten that you gave us back in January. I, you know, Beggar's belief. Uh, but you
1: know I, I, I think you're oversimplifying that a little
0: bit. <laughs> I am, but that's you know, I think that's that what's happened.
1: There was a lot of dialogue in the meantime, and it was actually at the very last minute that they turned around and said it's actually gonna cost double what it,
0: it was. It done cost. it done happen that way. A quote a quote's a quote, and you either want the business or you don't. And now well, you know the you quality know, I, of the kit is poor, it looks like it's been made by Sanjay on Rotherham Market. Alright, Sanjay, nice to you know, hope you're alright, doing well. So it looks like yeah. Um but you know, it just I can't – beggars believe that that's happened. And the question on the back of that that I'd love to ask at the club, if there there is anybody listening, have you made the decision on next season's kit yet? Because given what happened this season, you should have already had next season's ready to go.
1: And and maybe it is, but, you know, as you say, a quote is a quote. As I say, a kit is a kit. (laughs) You know. Uh it's it's all been done, it's all been said. I suppose, let's, it, let's,
0: let's, I suppose let's, it has. I suppose it has. I just I don't want eight hundred and fifty pound when print.
1: It, when it when it comes out it'll still have record sales, um and you know, everyone everyone will forget that this whole sorry episode ever ever existed. Um let's let's talk about some proper Wednesday news then Go because on then. Uh, we have uh, we have a new signing. So uh, obviously, transfer window is 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 closed, but uh, a free agent who I believe has been um, on trial with us for a few weeks, and he might have he might even have played one of the friender games during the summer or something along those lines. He did. He played um, so, the uh, so- the training
0: game on the hours in the park day.
1: Ah, well, there you go. So it's a uh, Danish defender. is called uh, Frederik Nielsen. That's a very Danish name, isn't it? It is very yeah. Danish yeah. name. Get- um, so he was, uh, I believe, previously played for Forest or been at Forest. I don't think he played for them. Uh, and it looks like he's going to be more kind of like a, a development squad or under twenty threes or whatever it is player, rather than knocking on the door of the first team. Uh, but um, you know, it's another it's another defender. And you know, just to kind of compound the theory that def- good defenders are like but. Because we've waited how long for one, and then we've got we've got three of them in the in the space of a month. Defenders for is, days, fan. There we go. There I'm we so go. So down with the so, kids. Um, I can't tell you anything about him. I don't know anything about him. Hang on. I found, um, I
0: found something on Owl's Talk here. So, uh, you know... Go this, on then. Give us some stats. True, give, but, us, you know, give
1: us some... I've some got... Uh,
0: this, is, this is a very matter-of-fact post from Owl's Talk. This uh, This is... Uh, this is... Uh, former Nottingham Forest defender, Frederick Nielsen, reportedly signed for Championship rival, Sheffield Wednesday. The Danish Youth International was a regular at Forest in the under-23s, but left late last season, growing frustrated not being given a chance in the first team. The 19-year-old has since played for Barnsley's under-23s, spent Six weeks on trial at Leicester City. <laughs> Nielsen was on the score sheet as Leicester's under-23s faced Jersey in a 2-1 pre-season friendly in July. However, a deal did not materialise at either club. So, you know, I don't want to be a naysayer, but he's <laughs> he left Forest for not getting in the squad. Then he played for Barnsley under-23s, didn't get offered a contract. Spent six weeks at Leicester and scored, but didn't get offered a contract. Uh, Nielsen played for the Wednesday under-23s in their 1-0 win at Crystal Palace on Monday. And uh, yes, we signed him on the back of that. Any comments on the back of that? Uh, oh, this is actually very positive for Al's talk. Um, yeah, so handy for the development squad. Maybe we need some younger players. Good luck to him. And then we've got. I'm interested in how long it's going to take for Neil to get up to date with the club information when he moves to Spain. Uh, you know, and then we've just completely lost lost point and uh, and it's it's gone everywhere. So so you know, typical Al's talk there. But th- the first post, kudos, well done. <laughs>
1: It's got to be good. I think that we, um, you know, we need, we've got, um, I can't remember his name, um, O'Grady, uh, who's, who, who I saw play last season in one of the cup games, who, who looked like, you know, he, he could go on to do some, um, real good stuff. Is it Connor O'Grady? I think it is. Um, so, you know, another, another young defender through the door. And obviously, you know, last season's under 23s did, did brilliantly, didn't they? You know, they won the, um, the development league or whatever it's called, the professional development league, it's called something like that. Um, so, um, yeah, really, um, really positive and And um, let's hope that, you know, it may well be knocking on the door of the first team in the not too distant future. Uh, the only other news that I can really come up with this week, um, and I've been busy, so I've not been following things, uh, is the news that so for the uh, United game for the Derby match, uh, the North stand sold out. The cop sold out. I think there's something like twelve tickets left on the uh, south stand, but they've now opened the uh, Lepping Lane lower west stand um, lower. I to... think we
0: call it nowadays. I don't think we're allowed to yeah, call why, it Lepping why... Lane anymore.
1: Are we not? Why is, is that? Because of
0: yeah, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. Lepping right. Lane is now a swear word, so it's, it's west uh, stand lower okay. um, nowadays.
1: Do, do we not? I, I I still call it the Presto stand. I'm not going to lie. That's because <laughs> it's still, it says it on the roof, isn't it? So it's still no surprise. There. Still. Whenever, whenever we're on TV and they do that, like really good kind of behind the goal replay, behind the, the, the from the back of the cop, but then you can see the Presto stand written on it, and you're like, oh, this is embarrassing, oh, this is embarrassing. Uh, so yeah, the Presto lower uh, has been made available to Wednesday supporters. Now, here's a question: If you hadn't got a ticket yet for the game. Yep. And you thought, oh, brilliant, you can sit in the uh, in the west end lower, but there is the risk of having bottles of piss thrown at you from the yeah. United fans sitting in the upper section above you. Would you do it?
0: I would rather go to Bramall Lane and watch it on a beanbag than, than go and sit underneath that Motley crew. <laughs> <laughs> do
1: you know I what I mean, I'm guessing here that what's going to happen is, because there's only like 2,500 United fans, that they'll be like towards the back of the lower section. They'll be, you know, like the put, like the... The um, meshing, the netting. Yeah, the, the, the netting. So that will be like the first 10 rows. So you'll have to have a pretty decent throw on you. And chances are there'll be a lot of security there watching. And anyone that does throw something will be very quickly removed. But that doesn't mean that you won't end up with a brick on your head. It just means whoever throws it will get chucked out pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, don't know. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised by that. The main reason that I'm surprised, to be honest, is the fact that That stand is not set up for segregation in the concourse behind it. No,
0: that 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 for me me is the the concerning bit about it all. You do so how that's going to
1: work, I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, I assume they've got some kind of system whereby they can, they can, like, modern stadium obviously is flexible, isn't it? You know, you see it whereby, you know, they, they, at any point in the concourse, they can like pull a shutter across and make the away end bigger or smaller or whatever. You know, we, we haven't got shutters in the Presto stand. You know, we've barely got bricks in the Presto stand. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that happens. I think it's a, it's, it's brave people that are going to sit uh, sit there so I wish them the best of the best of luck um and um I th- I think that's it for Wednesday news I've you got know one I'm not sure there's bit a
0: I've point. just got one more bit I think this was announced today and uh I, I, I was interested I'm interested to know your thoughts on it James actually uh, Alman Abdi is uh, is injured again not trained yep. all week um yep. how long are we going to put up with this uh, uh, you know what I mean at the risk of sounding negative and I'm not trying to be negative at all because I, I know that we uh,
1: are that, that's a really easy question to answer uh, because we'll put up with it for another two and a half years because no one's going to buy him um, so he ain't going to be going anywhere uh, but is, it, um, is
0: it worth just you know cutting your losses getting them off the wage bill having an actual mutual consent and going sorry Alman you know like like Manchester United did with Ibra you know what I mean and I'm not saying that Alman Abdi is, is the championship Ibrahimović not in the slightest, but they've gone. Listen, you know, you're you're a mess, son. I'm not going to pay you your wages while you're and and we were looking and they were looking uh, that um, Ibra was at the end of his contract. Don't get me wrong, but you know, can we come to some kind of deal? A pay as you play sort of deal? Can we review his contract? Did we put that clause in, or did we just go? No, here you are. Here's a four year contract, son.
1: I wouldn't have thought so. The the thing is, right now, I mean, I, I'm I'll be honest, I am less than worried about this. Uh, I get the fact that, yeah, we're paying wages to a player who he hasn't had any impact at all, to be fair. Um And, you know, you you, you can think of the good things that he's done and, and, and count them on one hand. There was the goal away at Forest last season. And I can think of a couple of games where he's played, you know, a couple of decent balls or something. But, you know, he hasn't been the player that we thought he was going to be. Right now, we've got a midfield that's playing well Um and... We we've got you know, we've got Jacob Butterfield that that's that's come in and the two games that he's come on, I thought he's looked alright, I thought he's looked decent. And I think that, you know, he could he could well have a role to play. We've still got Hutch to come back and we know that, you know, Hutch can 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 play a role. Um and we've got other options as well. So um I'm not overly worried about it because I don't think that we need him. So it's frustrating that we've got a player that you know, I, I find it I find it difficult to argue against people that are saying it's just not going to happen for him, and 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 I was one of those during the summer that said it'll be like having a new signing yes. this season. I I, I, mean, I, I, mean, I would
0: have backed yeah. you on that, but you know, yeah,
1: I felt positive about it. It ha- it hasn't happened again, and you know, the guy uh, Watford saw us coming, didn't they? You know, they they knew that there was a niggling problem there. They got rid. They got three million quid out of it. Fair play to them. Um, <laughs> they recovered uh, the uh, you know, that we,
0: we uh, that we didn't pay for Forestieri. To be fair, we had we've had more than the money uh, more than our moneys worth out of him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Fair enough. And, um, you know, it's it's a shame really, but um, it's difficult now to see a, a, a point whereby, A, he's going to be fully fit. I, I, I struggle to see that anytime soon. And secondly, it's difficult to see a way that he'll force his way back into the team.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know where he's going to fit in, given what we, you know, the embarrassment of riches we've got nowadays. We've got two, you know, I think I've got oh, two players on, for every on, position on, what time, now. What, what time are we on?
1: Uh, 40, nearly 45 minutes into the podcast before our first embarrassment of Rich's use. Well done.
0: Oh, right. Oh, oh, is that a thing? Is it? Do we have like a klaxon going on? It's, it's,
1: it's, yeah, it's that and, uh, wax lyrical you've not used yet. But, have I not um, said wax lyrical.
0: I, you know, not I, wax lyrical? I, you know, I it. love a, I love a lyrical wax. <laughs> 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 to be, to be fair, yeah, it's a new season. I think I might need to come up with some new catchphrases. Um, you know, uh, I was looking on the internet. There's uh, there's a guy going scurra, I might steal that. You know, uh, see if I can get some money's worth out of that. But, uh, yeah, I, that's all right. I think. That what what does, does, that, does that mean? Anything? Or uh, as far as my understanding, it is a chap who is a comedian. Uh, now, I mean comedian in inverted bunny rabbit ears, and um, and what he did was essentially lampoon these uh, what are known as roadmen. Uh, he's lampooning that by just saying absolute nonsense, like uh, 2 plus 2 is 4, minus 1, that's 3, that's quick maths. Now, I, I I see what he's done, but in my head, it all sounds exactly the same as when you actually get proper crime artists on there, just doing the same old crap like he does by going, man's not hot, Links effect. I mean, it, it just sounds the same to me. So apparently, that's funny. And what the other guys do is serious. So uh, to me, they all sound like clunk from Stop the Pigeon, but uh, apparently one's different to the other.
1: My uh, my favourite bit of that was uh, your use of the word lampooning.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that, it's a more was, highbrow, is... uh, highbrow Dan Fudge I've been working on this uh, this summer.
1: I think maybe you should make that your thing. Working the word lampooning yeah. into as many sentences <laughs> as um, yeah, do you like that? as possible. Yeah. So let's see now, because we'll, let's let's talk about the Cardiff game now. Let's yes. see how many times you can work lampooning into this. Yes. Uh, because um, I mean, generally speaking, we don't have a great record against Warnock teams. Nope. Uh, obviously, you know, we in 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 more recent times we've had a, a little bit more. Yeah, we broke the
0: last year, didn't we?
1: We we did indeed, yes. Um hoodoo. You see,
0: there's some this cracking is, this words is,
1: coming out today, isn't there? Hoodoo, hoodoo and hoodoo lampoon. I, was used to get, I used to get confused between um, using hoodoo and voodoo, which are, are quite different, <laughs> yeah. and you get those mixed up, and it can end up uh, with uh, you having um, a, a really bad spell put on you by a black <laughs> But, you know, these things happen. Um, yeah, so um, Cardiff yeah. We, we were kind of runaway leaders, weren't they? They had a yes. great start. And it's slowed down a bit now. They uh, they lost their first game, didn't they, during the week? And uh, it's way too early to start talking about wheels coming off and stuff like that. But maybe actually, whereas a couple of weeks ago we were looking at that game thinking, yeah. not looking forward to going there. Maybe it's not a bad time to um, to, to to play them, where you know they've just had a slight kind of, yeah, you know, kind of you know, kind of back to reality, I guess. You know, a bit of a bit of a waking up moment, um, and realise that maybe that you know they're not going to actually piss the league like they that their fans seem to think that they're going to do um and the reality is that maybe they're not the world beaters that they, the um, that they garbage they are. the bloody rubbish
0: Hey, that's the first one of the season isn't it absolute bloody, bloody rubbish. rubbish no no preston absolutely showed them up uh, showed them up at the uh, at the weekend so uh, so you know soz neil but uh, soz colin But, uh, yeah, you're not as good as what you think you are. What you've done is just ruin football. Uh, Do you remember you and I went into depth about it so many times last season about that, you know, big business has won. All it's about is getting into the Premier League and making the money and staying where you are and not getting relegated. And as a result of that, negative football has crept in, anti-football has crept in, and Neil Warnock is the absolute... Purveyor of it all. I, wouldn't it, you know? He was one of the ones that started it. The, the ones where you just go, "We're on here We'll just sit back here. We'll just park the bus We'll just, we'll just put a big wall up and go on. Try and break us down. Go on. I dare thee. I dare thee." And what that's done is just ruin football. You know, I, I, I you know, there's going to be Cardiff fans who are going, "Is this my season? Is this, is this a season ticket I bought to sit and watch this dross try and grind one out week in, week out? Nah, that can gain the bin." You know what I mean? And I'm glad the wheels have fallen off. And I know we're only seven games in, and I know it's far too early because they've only lost once to say that the wheels have fallen off. But I genuinely hope to the bottom of my soul that the 16 points that Cardiff have got is the only bloody points they pick up all
1: season.
0: <laughs> <The> Might drop. drop. <laughs>
1: They are lampooning a living they, in the they, championship. they
0: are. They're just lampooning those middle of the table teams like bloody Stoke. You know what I mean? Can you do it on a cold Tuesday night in, uh, in Cardiff? You know, it's uh, rubbish. <laughs> rubbish. Just, go. just, that's all I've got to say on the matter.
1: Would um would you would you change anything for that game or would you keep or or do you know as long as everyone's fit would you keep the same starting eleven? If everybody's fit, we haven't got a midweek we, game, have we? So yeah, well this you know, is the, it. If it, There is a rest.
0: If everybody's fit, then great. Then why you know why change it? Like you said, there's going to be some pretty difficult justification to uh, to all of a sudden let's you know drop drop uh, Van Arken for example. Uh, you know it's just. It's a bit nonsensical, and there would be some big questions asked. Unless... Carlos has got some answers to those questions. Let's say Dom House and sits down in front of him and says, Carlos, you have made three changes since the last game and then put it on this one. That's not how Dom speaks, but, you know, in my head, that's how he does. He
1: gave a Geordie somewhere yeah, he online. Does, yeah. though,
0: he's like, hey, Carlos, what do you see on my, my pet? Have you, <laughs> have you said a little fish? You know what I mean? And, he, and he's gone, well, actually, Dom, what I did, uh, I'm gonna, I've changed that because they've got this player who does this and they play this formation and I thought we could break them down that way. Hence, us coming away with the 1-0 win, which is what I think it's going to be.
1: Can you um, can you see a scenario whereby um, Carlos might play, and this is a popular formation in the Premier League, he might play David Jones and Hutchinson together as two might deeper midfielders.
0: Yeah, he might do, but I don't think Cardiff is the team to play that. If he did that at Sheffield United, that'd be a hell of a roll of the dice uh, because it's something that's, that we've not tried before in the local derby, which is some... Pretty balls on the fire, you know what I mean? Tactical awareness. But um, to do it against Cardiff, to play two defensive midfielders would just be a waste of everybody's time going there, turning up, you know, watching football in general.
1: Fair enough. Fair (laughs) enough. Thought I'd ask, you know. Yeah, yeah. no, Um, not for me. Yeah, I think um, I'm probably the same in in terms of the fact that I think that you know there, there's little reason to to change things unless you know we have to. I know that we, we were expected to make two or three changes, weren't we, for the yeah. Brentford game because there were players that had picked up knocks. Um, so you know whether if if Fletcher's not 100% fit, is that, that that chance that he might not play and that that Rhodes comes in, uh, which you know w- would be disappointing because uh, like you said, the combination of Fletcher and Hooper is working brilliantly. But you know if there are and force changes, then fair enough. I, I wonder whether or not we might play the same team, but but formation wise, just be a little bit different, and maybe not play that diamond and play a bit of a flatter uh, four across the uh, the middle, which I'm not sure necessarily suits us, but it it might help us keep things quite tight. And then, you know, as and when we need to, we can, we know that that formation can, can change slightly and adapt slightly. Um, and, and we can, you know, play a, a more attacking game when we, uh, get the opportunity to, um, to do so. Yeah. Um, I've got to, I've, I've got to make a confession oh. here. Uh because and it's been a while since this has happened, but I'm not going to the game. I'm not going to Cardiff. Uh because I'm on holiday. Um I'm 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 flying tomorrow to Germany. Um so I'm away for the weekend, so I won't be at the Cardiff game. So um I'll be able to offer absolutely zero insight into the game <laughs> next week. Which I accept is probably not much different yeah, it's, to it's a new- what I'd be able to offer if I was at the it's game anyway. So game.
0: You know what I mean? At the risk of sounding, yeah. you're not missing much. It's a Neil Warnock against the Sheffield Wednesday. You're not going to be missing much. Now, where in Germany are you off to?
1: Uh, I'm going to Hamburg. Now, Hamburg um, is a to... port
0: town, isn't it? There are some hot women there. Is, yes. And is it not where they were rioting a couple of months ago?
1: Yes, I was there that weekend, actually. <laughs> um <laughs> True story, uh, during the, uh, the G20, uh, yeah. writing. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I got there on the Sunday of that, of that weekend. So, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, I'm actually there. I'm going to see a team called, uh, St. Pauli yeah. while I'm there, who are quite well, they're, they're in the second tier of German football, but very well known. Yeah. Uh, they actually have, um, they sell the fourth highest amount of merchandise in Germany behind, uh, the obvious two, Borussia Dortmund yeah. and, uh, By Munich and Vol- Wolfsburg uh, are third and then St Pauli fourth in the merchandise don 't start me
0: on selling merchandise I think it 's the cornerstone I bet they 've got a shop at the ground and I bet they 've got a shop in town as well but um,
1: do you know what i bet I bet they I bet they have I know um, and they've, got one. Yeah, they, they might even do things like have people that sell stuff outside the ground and everything yeah, you know yeah. I'll give you. I'll give you a full report on their merchandise. Yeah, I'm going I'm to need a tat report. If so, I'm honest,
0: James, I'm, I'm going to need that. Yeah, I'm just, I'll give just, you just. That. just, scratching Tell, it.
1: just I, I'm not. I'm, I'm actually. Um, I'm meeting up with a group of guys from Glasgow who I've never met or even spoke to before. <laughs> um, to go to the yeah. uh, to go to the game with. So. Um, I, I would recommend, you know, if, if you're stuck for something to do on your way to the game, because I think it's a 12 o'clock kickoff over there. Yeah, yeah. So if you're stuck for something yep. to do on your way to the game or, uh, you know, while you're you're at home waiting for it to come on the radio or whatever on, um, on Saturday, then... You know, I would imagine that my Twitter's probably going to be relatively amusing because I'm also going to ask the uh, the, the guys from Glasgow to teach me some proper Glasgow sayings, <laughs> which um, I'll try and do some videos of and stick them on um, on Twitter. So are these, so, uh, uh, these Glaswegians that live far. out
0: in Hampk?
1: No, 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 no. They're for, they, they live in they're living Glasgow. There's I think there's twelve of them that are flying out tomorrow, uh, as am I, um, for uh, for the game. So they go over for like a few each season, um, and um, yeah, just got chatting on Twitter, and uh, I, I, I know nothing about them whatsoever. But yeah, going to going to the game with them, and then going to uh, a handball game with them afterwards, which. I've
0: never seen the episode of the IT crowd where they learn a couple of choice <laughs> phrases about football and then the, the next scene they're sat in the crowd going, I don't know what's happening. You know what I mean? That's going to be you at yeah. the handball because, you know, I have no if, idea what's going on there. It just looks ridiculous. My, my,
1: my vision is a bit like, um. I don't, were, you a, were you a fan of Father Ted? Yes, yes. All right. So the episode of Father Ted, where they're doing like the retired priests football game, <laughs> Mrs. Doyle reads the book about football and suddenly becomes interested. And Her friend says to her, what on earth are you doing at football? Oh, read this. And she reads book, And the next thing, there's like 200 old women <laughs> all singing songs in the crowd, even though they have no idea what's going on. That's that's. I could see me being one of them. So uh, never been to a handball game in my life, know nothing about it, don't know the rules or anything. Um, so, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that as well. And then, you know, whatever else happens, what happens in Hamburg stays in Hamburg, you know? Wow. So that's, that's my weekend. So what I'm going to do, here's my plan, right? Here's my plan. I'm not going to follow the, the, the Wednesday game on, on Twitter or anything. Right. I'm, I'm going to follow the score, yeah. but I'm not going to follow like the commentary. Okay. So what I'm going to do, from the final score, I'll come on the podcast next week and see whether or not I can guess how the game unfolded from knowing the way that Neil Warnock teams play yeah. and knowing the scoreline uh, and see whether or not I can correctly guess how the game unfolded. Okay, So that's that's my plan. That's my thought.
0: Okay. Uh, it sounds like a fun game. I, uh, I, th- I, th- I think we can do that. I think we can do that between us. I think if we, uh, if we get a few choice phrases out of you, like, you know, did it, was it, you know, get scenario one or scenario two. Oh, listen, in uh, in other Wednesday news as well, as you may have seen on Twitter, Lee Peacock's left me.
1: Yeah, he's got a new this? job, hasn't yeah, yeah,
0: I, I was sworn to secrecy. To be, to be fair, he did text me because I've got him on a group chat that, you know, that's got a lot of green on one side. And then uh, yellow on the other, uh, white on the other on WhatsApp. But uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's left me. And I, <laughs> what it was, i had gone to Birmingham for the uh, for the T20 cricket finals. I don't know if you ever if you've ever been to something like this. And um, that is a long day on the beer, James. That is that is ten in the morning till till late late. And uh, yeah, I was chuffed I was still standing by the end of it. And I I remember getting home. I, I've not soiled myself or 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 anything. Well, uh, Lee Peacock Lee left me, and I'd been through two hangovers already because I've been drinking that long. But uh, listen, Lee, uh, good luck in your uh, in your new role at uh, at Swindon as uh, head of uh, head of the academy, and uh, hope it goes all right for you. And uh, hope one day we'll see you at the Wednesday.
1: Yeah, good luck um, to, um, to Lee. That's really good news and um, a real good move for him. I'm really yeah. Really I mean, it's uh,
0: he's he's gone from Eastleigh. And I think he's what their league Swindon. What League One?
1: Uh, well, they were, weren't they? I think they got relegated. Well, he's shot, he shot uh, up a level season, anyway, so it's it, one louder. Swindon, I think, um, managed to reach like the football headlines for not necessarily because they got relegated by the fact that their official website didn't actually acknowledge that they got <laughs> relegated. It- in their full-time yeah, match it, report. We're it. <laughs> um, they, uh, they just talked about the fact that they'd lost before they actually uh, acknowledged the fact that they'd actually been relegated to um, to League Two. But um, great, great stuff for them. I've got one little bit to mention, which is um, I have to say hello to the, um, and you'll be surprised that this exists, to the Dubai Owls. Dubai Owls. So we, yes. So over in Dubai, uh, there are a group of Wednesday fans that get together to watch uh, all the games. Um, I know this because my uncle lives out there and, uh, he's, you know. Te- te- technologically not particularly advanced, so uh, he was he was moaning about the fact that you know he never gets to follow the games or anything. So I went on Facebook and I found this this group called the Dubai Al. So I put him in touch with them, and he's now like really good mates with them. And goes and watch all the games with them, um, and I believe I believe that they are listeners to uh, the podcast. So um, want to say hello to uh, all the uh, all the fans that get together in Icons, I believe it's Icons Bar uh, to uh, to watch and follow the Wednesday game. And just to add as well, any Wednesday who are based out in you know Dubai or you know maybe Abu Dhabi anywhere where you can kind of you know travel not 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 too far away uh or even if you're off on holidays over there if you go on Facebook search Dubai owls look them up give them a shout see whether or not if they're getting together watch to watch the game then you know you could well you know head on over and um and, and see it with them and see it with them so a big hello to them and that's that is it I've got no other bits this week I've got nothing I've got nothing particular' be fair
0: there's no to whinge about when we're winning is there you know what I mean? I, I remember thinking, I wish I'd have been on here two or three weeks ago. I, you know, <laughs> but, but you know that, that at least we can't be accused of being a sing when you're winning podcast with having just a two turnout on the, on the weeks where we're winning.
1: No, eh? oh, that's, that's, that's true. That's also a different matter. Uh, but, uh, yeah, very true. Um, So I think that that just about does us for um, this week. Do you want to give your Twitter a plug? Yeah,
0: I'm going to give my Twitter a plug. If you are based in Dubai, let me know if you've come across those women that I know exist, the ones that live in Dubai and pay 40 quid for a glass of wine and just live out there because they can say, I live in Dubai. Uh, If you are there, let me know if you've come across them. Have they got like a name? Do you call them like yummy mummies or something? You know what I mean? I'd love to know that. Give me a a shout at at Dan Fudge on, uh, on Twitter.
1: Very good. Um, and if you want to get a hold of me, you can get me at James Marriott, and uh, the podcast we're on Twitter at twwcast. Yep. You've probably followed us already, but uh, you might not have had a gander at the website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk. Uh, there'll be some more blogging action going on there. In fact, I might, I might do a yeah, blog from my German football yeah, experience. Yeah, it's
0: going to blog a blog um, away. In fact, are you going to be the cheerleader? Because I quite like the way the Europeans do this. They have a guy at the front, don't they, that doesn't watch any football, that literally just starts the chanting. Yeah. Is that going to be you? No, the, yeah.
1: The, well, they do have that and I am in, um, so they have um, like a, a, a like their proper ultra section behind the goal uh, and through one thing or another, I've got a ticket in the standing bit behind the goal with all the ultras. So, um, you know, you, you, I, I might I, maybe I will get ropes into that. My German's not great. I've got to be well, honest. Well, yeah,
0: just, just start shouting Wednesday chants. I'm pretty
1: sure they'll know the tune. I could, do, I could do Wednesday chants or I could start a chant that just says thank you in German because that's pretty much <laughs> the only word that... That I know, but you know, we'll 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 we will see what happens. We will see what happens, and I will um I'll report back next week. Um, well, it's been um it's been a pleasure to have um to have well to have your company tonight. Yeah, coach, well, you, you know, know, I, maybe, I, I you am know.
0: the Scarlet Pimpernel at times. I, I appreciate that, and you know, I am lovely company. So uh, you know, you're welcome.
1: Very good. Um, we'll no doubt see you again in what about two months' time yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, when when they maybe, when they let me go again sure. on day release brilliant alright um, well we will um, we'll speak to you again next week real
0: soon
1: oh, I don't know what I did there that didn't work hang on let me try that again
0: <laughs> Gotta leave that bit in
1: can't use that now can I because it's got you saying you've got to leave, you've got to that, leave that bit in no, over the no, beginning no, leave of
0: it, it in. it'd be hilarious oh. that's why I said it it'd be fun it'd be fun it'd be funny things I'd enjoy it it's the 90th minute you've got all your mates round you've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go your mates already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points back of the net Lubash ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app you in? Participate in restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later.
1: Hold up.